Hello and welcome. I am your conspiracy theorist, and today we're going to talk about brainwashing. Oh my gosh, and Freemasonry and all the things that go with it. Oh man, you know, a lot of times people will come to me and say, okay, you're a conspiracy theorist, and you, you, but you believe in the Bible. You know, that was written by man, and I get, I, trust me, I get it. I question the scriptures. I question anything to add someone sitting there in a position begging for money, not to help out the needy, not help out people that actually need, like, pay medical bills or other things or even help in their communities, but give it to an establishment and covering up um, atrocities that were done to, uh, to individuals and people. Being a First Nation person myself, I understand what my history and what my families had to go through. Being also um, from being part Welsh and and dealing with that side of things, you, you realize that mankind is very much about not self-preservation, but controlling the masses, controlling ideologies. So for me, I kind of I kind of stayed away from the traditional sect of Christianity or churchism, which is also known as the circus. But when I did go, there was things I had questioned and there was it wasn't until I got sick with cancer that, you know, a good friend of mine sat there and said, "You know, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, the worst thing that's going to happen to you is nothing. You'll die, and there will be nothing. I mean, you won't have to worry about anything. But if I'm right, if I'm right, then not only are you dying from cancer, but you'll die from a separation from the Creator, Jehovah. So, that kind of set on my heart. And, like any good conspiracy theorist, anyone that goes out to do research, you go to the sources. And as I was going back into the sources and, and, and going more into understanding of this brainwashing and understanding there is an enemy, and the enemy is not just man itself, but the entities that are behind these rituals. When I found out that these people of power really meant what they said when they go and receive their power. They said, I sold my soul to the devil. And the thing I got was like a, uh, uh, it was a cheap happy meal. Or you have some says, yeah, I swear to, you know, and they say Lucifer's name. And I was sitting there going, why is it that the, the elite and these Luciferians are very much pro for for this Lucifer, the, the light bearer. And so as I was doing my research and going into my studies and going into the ancient text of Hebrew and Paleo-Hebrew and Greek and Latin and um, Arabic, and I was coming across dealing with the King James. And um, I had learned that if you don't stand for something, then you will fall for everything. So it depends on what you have in your heart, what you fill your heart with. 
is what will guide you and what will either be a help to you or a hindrance. And so as I was going into the research, I was I realized in the book, in the King James book, it was called it said that Lucifer fell, but in the Hebrew text it called him Hael. And I found I learned that Lucifer was actually the Latin word for light bearer and Hael was the noisy one, the, the the loud, the roaring, if you will. And that kind of goes into whenever, um, you know, Peter says the devil's like a, a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. And that that's a reference all the way back to where, G, where, where Lucifer's being mentioned in the scriptures. And I was like, okay, why would they change this? Why would the, the, the ones that's translating this into English... Why would they use all the other text? They, they use the Latin word for his name here. It's because it was a warning to the masses. Anyone that prays to Lucifer, the light bearer, they're not praying to the Savior, Jesus Christ. They are praying to Hiel. They are in leagues with Hiel. And so with that, I learned that Satan was a title, which meant accuser. The proper pronunciation, I was, hey, Satan. And then we come to the Ben Ha-Elohim. And then we come to the Elohim. And we realize that in the scriptures that there are, that the, the, the Israelites know there are other gods. Matter of fact, Yehovah the Lord of Lord and King of Kings, and the one that brought the Israelites out of Egypt knew and told them, yes, there are other gods. So when you get this teachings from the scriptures that sits there and tells, or, or people behind the pulpit says, oh, those are just make-believe. No, they weren't make-believe. They were real gods. And the elite and the Luciferians are their children. That's their masters. That's the puppets behind, that's the strings behind the puppets back. The thing that you don't see is the thing you should worry about. The thing that you don't see should be the thing that you know more about. And as I was getting into understanding that churchianity was the devil's tool to weaken the truth of the message of Jesus Christ. It was to make us complacent. It was to make us weak. It was to make us codependent on a ideology that was based off of man-made teachings instead of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ than having a just a religion that you're following. And trust me, I'm not religious and there's a lot of religion out there, and there's a lot of religious people, and there's a, you know, my grandfather said the best to me, there's religious alcoholics. They they sit there, and they religiously get drunk every Friday night and wake up and do it all over again and then have to go to work on Monday and be late. So as I was doing the research and the study, and I was like, well, why did Lucifer, why did this get put into the 14th chapter of Isaiah? 
Why did it say, O Lucifer, and go into the detail? Well, the translators of the, of the scriptures during the 1611, as they were trying to break away and get the Bible out into the masses of people's hands, they wanted them to know that the Catholic Church, the cat, now not all Catholics, Gotta, I've got to make sure I clarify this. I have friends that are Catholics, and uh, I know that they have a love for Jesus Christ that is genuine and is strong. And I know that they are conspiracy theorists, and I know that they also know there are things within the church that they are they're finding and having issues with. And so with that, this is not to condemn any um, Catholic at all. It's just to let you know that your higher ups, just like in the Presbyterian, just like in the Pentecostal churches, these prosperity preachers like Kenneth Copeland and all those guys, see, they, they're, they're Masons. They're Masons and, and they're proud Masons. And you got to ask a question why you've got basketball players, football players, you've got Hollywood elite that are all Masons, and not only are they Masons, but they're all a part of the cabal and the cabal teaching and also the idea of positive teaching and that you can create it, that you are God, that you are just a little G God. It's not what the scripture says. And so when I was digging into this and learning more about these topics and these things into the conspiracy side of it, I sat there going, why was it that this was used as Lucifer? And it was because the, the, the translators wanted the Catholic believers, the true Catholic believers that wanted to have a hunger for like William Tyndale, to have a hunger to actually read and, and study and, and read from God's word and let them learn from the text themselves, they wanted them to know that the ones that worshipped Lucifer that told you to worship them and told you that the Pope was Christ on earth, the mediator for man and God and woman, which is Sophie, the divine goddess. And that with this, they wanted you to know that the ones that sing and praise and say this name, they're not referring to Jesus Christ, who is also known as the light. And Satan is a counterfeit in every way possible. He counterfeits everything that God does. And so with this, I started to recognize that one thing that was a constant throughout all of my studies and research was the fact that the Luciferians, you had the dark and the white, the black and the white, the dark and the light side of the magic. And that these witches and, and warlocks that were masons that practiced this teachings of Luciferian, the light bearer, the one that brought into illumination the mind of mankind who to them is the true God which is the truth he is the true God of this world there's one that's going to come that is Jesus Christ 
and he's going to come. It's not going to be your transhumanist. It's not going to be your scientist. It's not going to be your military that's going to save you from the alien race that is also the satanic army of Lucifer because what they're doing is they're making you see now the black magic. And in seeing the black magic, you're seeing them as Satanists. And you're seeing a man, which is the president right now, that is of the Luciferian side, the light bearer. And, and, and Christians are relating to him because he he's saying the things that, that they're told in the pulpit. He's saying things to them that they, they're like, yeah, I can get behind that. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I did too. It was easy to. Because when you're hearing the things that you feel in your heart and you're hearing someone that finally says them out loud after you've been told for years that you can't say that out loud, you can't you can only think it, you can't say it because it's bad if you say it, now you got someone that's saying it out loud, then you want to back them. And so with that, is it opens up this this doorway saying, okay. He is against the Satanist. He's going to destroy the Satanist. He is bringing light. He's draining the swamp. But what he's really doing is he's beguiling the Christians. He is manipulating the, the good intent of the Christians. See, it tells us in the scriptures that there's going to be a strong delusion in the last days. And a lot of Christians are sitting there and rah-rah behind this man. And what it says, Jesus says, a house divided cannot stand. Because when they were saying that Jesus was of Beelzebub and saying all this, that they were sitting there going, so you're you're the devil. You're part of the, uh, hey Satan. You're you're part of the accuser. You're part of the, de- the the evil ones. You're part of the fallen race. And Jesus was saying a house that is divided cannot stand. So what we're seeing is that that we're told that we're seeing this division in the house, and that the Luciferians, the light bearers, the illuminated ones, are coming in to save the day to shine the light in the darkness but the thing is is that this darkness understands that light the true light of Jesus Christ the darkness could not comprehend nor could it actually overshadow so as we're seeing this magic being played out even Christians are getting behind this this movement thinking because they've been told in the pulpit that they're going to win in the end. But they all miss the one thing. It says in the scriptures that the beast is going to be able to overpower the saints. And if it were, those days were not short and none, no flesh would be saved. What that's telling us guys is that we're going to lose we're going to be given this this puffed up and i think that's what we're seeing right now this this puffed up where we're going to be 
More than conquerors. We're going to win. We're going to bring America back. We're going to make it great again. We're going to bring it back. After it's already had its leaders say that it's no longer a Christian nation. After accepting lifestyles and now promoting pedophilia. This is not going to be an easy open door. Okay, we're going to get it back and we're going to make it great and we're going to be back with Jesus. No, no, you're being beguiled. You're seeing the light in the dark playing against your emotions and as they play against your emotions, they are stripping you of your power. The power in the blood of Jesus Christ. They want to tell you that positive thinking and prosperity is going to be poured upon you. So when someone sits there and says, how can you be a Christian and a conspiracy theorist? I say, how can you not be a true believer in Yeshua, Jesus Christ, and be a conspiracy theorist? Because he was the ultimate conspiracy theorist. He pointed out the dark and the light that was not of the light of God. He pointed out the establishment. And he didn't do it in a way that was insulting and belittling and tearing down. He did it in a way that was loving and compassion. And that when people heard him speak, they go, how does he have such authority to speak in this manner? See, Noah was your first prepper. Jesus was your first conspiracy theorist. See, when you look at the scriptures, you notice that we're flawed. And he still uses us. You know that he uses murderers. He uses rapers. He uses the worst of the worst. And he brings them up out of that muck. He cleans them off of the blood of Jesus Christ, cleans them off, makes them white as snow. And they don't look for their own glory. They look to give glory to who the glory is deserved, and that is to Abba the Father, Jehovah. So how can you be a conspiracy theorist and not be a follower of Jesus Christ, Yahushua HaMashiach? How can you be a conspiracy theorist if you've never read the Bible for yourself? Because I'm telling you, you won't understand the true meaning of being enlightened by the will of the one true God over the will of the God of this world. They are both different. Jehovah is not the God of this world, but his son, Jesus, Yahushua, HaMashiach, when he returns, he becomes... The ruler and the king and the Lord of Lords. And the false Messiah, the false teaching. See, you can't tell evil from evil if you don't know what true good is. You can't be truly understanding of all the deception if you can't recognize the deception that's being covered your eyes because of the Luciferians infiltrating the churches 
the witches, the warlocks, Kabbalah. They play with your emotions, and as soon as they get your emotion, they got you. As soon as you back their banner, they've got you. Once you back their calls because you think it's just, they got you. You have to be able to see the duality that they play off of. As above, so below. You have to recognize, recognize the duality. You can't be a conspiracy theorist and not be a true believer in the one true God, Jehovah. So when I say the Luciferians have beguiled us, yeah, I can say us because they beguiled me. You want to know why they were able to beguile even a believer like me? It's because I allowed my passion of wanting true kindness and love to prevail by making an excuse to justify accepting something in which I should have never justified or ever accepted. That's how they get you. And unless you're truly in the word of God, you won't understand nor will you realize when you've been beguiled. You only come out of that confusion by prayer and reading the scriptures. So, what are you? Are you a true conspiracy theorist? If you are, challenge you. Pick you up a Bible. As a scholar, I recommend the King James. Because in English, that's the closest that you can get to the uh, Greek and Arabic and Hebrew. And that you need to, or and also the Septuagint. And you need to start reading those. Digesting it. Letting it be into your inner being. So that when you see a false light, a counterfeit light, you will know that the devil is behind it. And the demons. I know I got on my soapbox today, and I know I was preaching, but I want y'all to truly be awakened by the truth of Jesus Christ, not what man teaches you. Not what you get out of the church, but what you get out of it is personal relationship with him. And you will be able to see the devil and Lucifer, Hael, whatever you want to call the ancient one, the evil one, the forgotten one's name. You will recognize his nature and the ones that are of his nature. As always, please pay attention to your surroundings because you never know what lies around the corner.